Hi, it's Pastor Iron, the lead pastor of Christ Nations Church. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I pray that something is said to build your faith, starve your doubts, and empower you to live in victory. Now let's go into the message. I want you to, if you would, turn with me back to Mark chapter 10. We are in, for those who may not know the month in which we are going to be centering on the subject of faith in all of our teaching and all of our ministry uh, every Wednesday, every Sunday, we're going, to have a, we're going to minister on the subject of faith. It is something we believe the Spirit of God has led us to do. And um, he has met us so far with some amazing insight into his word. I'm telling you, he is opening up his word, and we're just getting started. We're really just getting started. I just sense in my spirit so much more the Holy Spirit wants to minister to us that he's going to give us to build your faith. Because the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing. And, of course, we're going we're to talk a little bit about that tonight, actually, uh, and how faith comes by hearing. But we're going to title this, for the sake of a title for everyone, we're going to call this Fully Persuaded Part 2. We're going to continue from what we started on Sunday. And on Sunday, we visited uh, a few more of the miracles of Jesus, and, and we visited a few more instances where the faith of those who received those miracles was on display a lot of times we look at the miracles of Jesus and we think about what Jesus did, and of course we should. But one of the things that sometimes we skip over is the faith of everyday ordinary people with real circumstances, real struggles, real sickness, real disease, and, uh, and how they believed God and believed and received their miraculous healings and the changing of their lives. And one of the, the miracles that we centered up on was blind Bartimaeus. My God, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, if Bartimaeus don't preach, then your wood is wet. Your, your wood is just wet. But Bartimaeus, has, he has laid out for the Christian the way to victory. This, this man and his, his testimony of his faith has really, I mean, it has stirred me up all week long. Just thinking about what this one man did in Scripture. So we're going to revisit that and lay him as a foundation tonight. And we're going to move on into some things the Spirit of God would have us to do. But I want you, if you're in Mark 10, we're going to begin with verse number 46, because this is where the story is recorded uh, with Bartimaeus. Praise God. It said, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. That means he got louder and he kept on doing it. Thou son of David, he said, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So we see here this man, Blind Bartimaeus, we want to pull out a couple more things just to reiterate and to, to remind you of. 
We see here Bartimaeus is a blind beggar who has been sitting by the roadside begging for an untold amount of time. And as a, a roadside beggar, undoubtedly, he was much like the beggar in the book of Acts, that when he was laid at the gate beautiful, man, he was crippled. Now, Bartimaeus was blind, but that other one was crippled, and he was at the gate beautiful asking alms of everybody that passed by. So it is not, and it was not a surprise to see Bartimaeus by the roadside, a beggar, asking alms and asking for things. But here we see in this particular story that Bartimaeus has been sitting here evidently outside of Jericho, and he hears a commotion and a crowd of people passing by. And uh, <clears throat> he wants to know who it is that's passing by. And when they tell him it's Jesus of Nazareth, the Bible says that Bartimaeus begins to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he gives us some insight because when Bartimaeus is called by Jesus and he comes over to him and Jesus asks him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Bartimaeus asks him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He doesn't ask for what a normal beggar asks for. He doesn't ask for alms. He doesn't ask for things. He doesn't ask for money. He doesn't ask for, for raiment. He asks for his sight, which, which gives us some revelation. It gives us revelation in the Bartimaeus that evidently Bartimaeus had heard about Jesus in a very specific manner. He hadn't just heard that Jesus of Nazareth was preaching. He must have heard he was a healer. He must have heard he was performing miracles. He had to. He was a blind man, so he hadn't seen anything. So the only thing he was going by was what he had heard. So evidently at some point outside of Jericho on the side of the road, Bartimaeus had been ear hustling. <laughs> and Bartimaeus had heard through the grapevine, through some other means, somebody talking about Jesus of Nazareth was a healer and doing wonders. So when he heard that it was Jesus, he cried out. He said, this is my moment. This is my opportunity. And he cried even the more when they told him to be quiet. He kept, he got louder and louder. And we recognize, of course, the, the status, the social status of a beggar was not very high in biblical culture. So if he was on the roadside begging and he was a blind man, he was considered someone who could be a rabble rouser. So they, they, they wanted to keep him quiet. Don't bother the rabbi. Don't bother the good teacher. You be quiet. But he didn't let that keep him quiet. Bartimaeus broke all protocol. He broke all social norms. And he got louder. He got so loud that Jesus stood still. Oh, man. He kept up enough commotion to where, of course, our Lord and Savior being all-knowing, he sensed Bartimaeus' faith. This was not a beggar screaming just to keep up noise. This was a beggar who was acting on something he heard. So Jesus stood still and called him to come into the midst. He comes, he asked, he asked, what, will you, what do you want me to do for you? And he asked for his sight. And during the process of doing this, we found out that Bartimaeus did something extremely powerful in the text in verse 50 where the Bible says, and when Jesus had called him or when they told him, be of good comfort, Bartimaeus, he calls you, so rise and come on. He threw away his garment. And we recognize that that garment was not just any type of garment he was wearing. But according to scholars, according to those who research biblical history and the customs of biblical times when Jesus was alive, that the garments that a beggar wore were actually issued. They were specific garments to identify them as beggars. 
because they were incapacitated for whatever reason, Bartimaeus being blind or the, the, the one at the gate beautiful was crippled, these men could not work for themselves. They couldn't earn a living for themselves. There was nothing they could do. When you're, when you're completely blind, there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to accomplish for anybody. And so Bartimaeus was issued this garment that identified him as a beggar to be able to beg elite legally. That means he could get away with it. You couldn't just run around begging just because you wanted to. <laughs> so they gave you a garment to identify you as someone who, when you ask alms, this person truly is incapacitated. They cannot help themselves. And so when Jesus called him, Bartimaeus had the faith. This man was so completely persuaded of God's will or Jesus' will to heal him when he was called before he even gets to Jesus. He has the faith to throw that garment away. He tosses it off. He knows he will never have to be blind Bartimaeus begging again. And he does all of that off of what he heard. So Bartimaeus is the perfect character for us as Christian people to understand how we should walk by faith. Because we are a generation of children of God who have not seen him. <laughs> so in essence, we are blind. We've never seen him. We've never handled him with our hands. We have no sense knowledge of our Lord and Savior at all. Everything we know about Jesus, everything we believe about Jesus is what we have heard. So my encouragement to you and me is can we be as convinced of what we've heard as Bartimaeus was convinced of what he heard? That though he had not seen him, he believed based on what he heard. And he was so convinced of it, he was able to throw his coat away. He went to Jesus in full expectation that he would never have to return to the life of being a blind beggar ever again. So Bartimaeus, he does this by his hearing. Now let's, for the sake of, of seeing this with our own eyes, let's flip over to Romans 10, 17. Put that on the screen for everyone to see. Because it's important for us to see it. Romans 10, 17. You know what? I'm going to pull a switcheroo on you, Adrian. Let's go up to verse 14. <laughs> just when you thought. Just when you, you, you got to be flexible. I told y'all that, that extra beatitude, blessed are the flexible, for they shall be flexed. <laughs> I told you, you got to keep that extra beatitude. <laughs> verse 14 says, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? My God. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So you can't believe if you hadn't heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I'm going to pause right there for a minute because we need to understand the power and the importance of this verse. How beautiful are the feet of a preacher, male or female, young or old. How beautiful are the feet of anybody that brings you a message of the gospel. You want to know why? Because faith comes by hearing. So a preacher presents to you the possibility to believe. This is why their feet are beautiful. That when a preacher shows up, you need to perk up. Because God's going to use that man or woman of God to present you with an opportunity to believe. 
And this is also why it's important for a preacher to be well-studied, well-versed, and well-invested in the Word of God so that he's not preaching something that's wrong. Because then you send the people off on a, on a wild uh, tangent and they, their faith can't stand in the Word of God. Verse 16, it says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. One of the most important things we need to learn about faith is how it comes. Because much of the time, we've taught that faith comes by trial. That's not what James says. James says your faith gets tried when you fall into diverse tempta temptations and tests. Your faith is tried. Faith doesn't come by trial. Faith is tested by trial. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Now, it's not just hearing with your ear. Because you can hear a whole lot of stuff. You think of all of the people in Jesus' day and time that heard him preach and teach. And not all of them were healed. Not all of them were delivered. We only see the stories of those who were delivered. And we rejoice at those because those were recorded in the gospels. But there were many who were not healed. There were many sick who died throughout three years of the Messiah walking the earth. They lived, they were sick, and they died with their sickness with Jesus alive on the earth. And some of them undoubtedly heard. We know that they tried to crucify him and they heard him and did not believe. That's why Isaiah said prophetically, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord is revealed to the people who believe the report. If you don't believe the report, you don't get the arm. <laughs> if you believe the report, you see his power. If you don't believe the report, you miss out on his power. Right? So faith comes by hearing. We're given this opportunity to believe when we hear. But it's not just hearing audibly with our ears. When it comes to hearing in, in Romans chapter 10 here in verse 17... It's talking about something a little bit deeper than just perception with the ears. It's talking about understanding. And it's talking about revelation. So he's saying faith comes by having something revealed that is the will of God. Faith begins, hear this child of God, where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If I don't know what God's will is, I cannot have faith. I cannot have faith. Just like Paul says here, how can they believe if they haven't heard? They have to be exposed to the will of God. They have to have the will of God revealed to them. You have to have understanding of what God's will is. Then faith is born. Notice in the miracles, whether we're talking about Bartimaeus, whether we're talking about the woman with the issue of blood, whether we're talking about Jairus, whether we're talking about the Roman centurion, whether we're talking about the Canaanite woman or the Syrophoenician woman, notice in all of these instances the things that these people had heard about Jesus 
were not just things they had heard. They were things they had been convinced of. See, this is what we miss. All of these people in Scripture were convinced of what Jesus' will was. They were convinced of what Jesus' will was. They knew it was his will to heal. Not one of them questioned whether or not they were going to be healed. They made no, no allowance for it. They made no room for it. The woman with the issue of blood said within herself, If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. The Roman centurion said, Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Bartimaeus threw his garment away. <laughs> they were completely convinced over what they had heard. So it wasn't just, oh, I heard this about Jesus of Nazareth. It was, no, it took root. I'm convinced of it. If I can get an audience with him, and, and like the one with the issue of blood, she didn't even need an audience. She was like, I, I, don't, I don't even need to talk to him. If I can just get to him and touch him. And we read also in another place where she wasn't the only one. But in Mark 6, it talks about how they would, when he would come into the villages and the cities and countries, people would bring their sick out on cots and just lay them in, his, in the street in his path. If they could maybe just reach up and grab his garment, they could be made whole. See, that's being convinced of the will of God. See, it's not just hearing only. It's are you persuaded by what you've heard? Are you convinced by what you've heard? Has what you've heard gone through the ears and into the heart? And now I'm convinced. I know that I know what God's will is for me. I know his will for my healing. I know his will for my prosperity. I know his will for my deliverance. I know his will for my life. So once I'm convinced of God's will, now faith has come. Faith is born. Now let's look at a couple of things here. I had, a, had some things I'm going to revisit from a previous message I want to go back to. And uh, we're going we're to talk about faith from a different perspective here. Let's, let's turn over here to Matthew 11 and 15. Matthew 11 and 15. Now Adrian, I'm going to depend on you here in, through this little portion of, of the message because I'm going to want you to put these up for everybody to see. Once we leave Matthew 11 and 15, we're going to go to Matthew 13 and 9, and then Matthew 13 and 43. And we're going to, we're going to hit these verses and just because I want to show you something that emerges in the text. This one line, Jesus in Matthew 11 and 15 says, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew 13, verse number 9. This is after Jesus is teaching on the seed and sowing in the ground. He says in verse number nine, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Then he's teaching again on the tares in the same chapter, chapter 13, verse 43. And he says, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now let's turn over here to Mark, Mark chapter 4, verse number 9. Mark chapter 4 and 9, I know it's getting redundant, but here it is again. And he saith unto them, of course, after teaching on the, the message of the sower, so it's the same thing we just read over here in Matthew, he says, he that hath ears to hear, 
let him hear. Then let's go down to verse 21. Same chapter, Mark 4, he says, And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or, or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. My God. Luke chapter 8. Jesus, once again, he that hath ears to hear, verse number 8, 8 and 8. And when he had said these things, he cried. Now he's talking about sowing in the hundredfold again. And Luke here adds a little detail to what he was saying. Mark records it as though he just said it. But here Luke says in verse number 8, And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit in hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So we see here this recurring theme with Jesus' teaching, that when he would teach something, he would say, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, undoubtedly, most, if not all of the people that were in the congregation listening to him at the time had ears. Everybody had these. (laughs) Everybody could hear him with their ears. But here, Jesus suggests that it's possible to have ears and not hear. So Jesus says, whoever has the ear to hear this, let him hear. So he's talking about something beyond the audible. He's talking about the spiritual. He's saying the person who has the capacity to conceive and understand what I'm saying That is hearing. We hear one another in the natural with these ears. With these ears. Hearing God happens with this ear. The heart. Hearing God happens in the heart. It's not this. Now, because we are alive and we live in a physical body and we hear people preach and the preacher preaches... We first hear with these ears, obviously. But the hearing with the audible ear is only the first stage of hearing when it comes to God's word. Because God's word is what? According to John 6.63, it is spirit and it's life. (laughs) James says it's quick. It's alive. It's living. Therefore, because God's word is spirit It is heard and understood and conceived in the spirit, in the heart of man. So we see here that when it comes to us understanding how faith comes, we're not just talking about, oh, I'm going to sit here and listen to a lot of sermons. That's fine. I, I listen to tons of messages. I listen to the word all the time. We should always, always expose ourselves to the word of God undoubtedly, but that is only presenting you with an opportunity to hear. You listen to hear. Oh, I'm going to say that again. That's good. You listen to hear. You listen to the word to hear it. You listen with these to hear it with the heart. And when you hear it in your heart, faith comes. 
My God, this is why people have had a lot of faith mishaps and mistakes because they have determined that just because they heard something with these ears, they have faith. But we see here in the text the fact that Jesus is saying to us over and over, he that has ears to hear, let him hear, means that what comes out of his mouth must be heard differently than you hear me. So it's not just I heard it in my ears and I was listening to that. No, I conceived something in my heart. Hallelujah. It is the difference that we've often preached and you've heard many times between logos and rhema. The spoken word of God versus the written word of God. Now I can, I can sit here and I can read God's word, the logos, recorded. God's word. And I can read it and read it. And I can fall asleep on it, and I can yawn while I read it, <laughs> and I can be tired. And then there are days, though, I can open this book, and I can read it, and, and as they say something, <laughs> jumps off the page, and something hits me in my heart. That is faith. That is hearing. See, because I wasn't just reading it. I heard it. I heard it in my heart. I heard it in my spirit. Maybe you were going through a particular trial, a circumstance, a situation, and you read a verse of Scripture, and it just spoke to you. And peace came. Joy came. All the fruit of the Word of God that showed up in your heart when you read that promise, that's because you heard it. See, that's the faith that comes by hearing. It's not just, oh, I read it. Now, here's the thing. Because faith is a decision, you can read God's word and choose to act on it without any particular feeling or any type of chill bump or anything like that. You don't need all of that because faith is a decision. It's a choice. It's like love. However, it's different when something is spoken to your heart that you hear it in here. That this living word becomes a living in you. And a lot of people try to act without it being alive. One of the things my brother used to always talk to us about as ministers, and one of the things that I practiced all my life, and I've practiced it my entire time preaching, is we, when we get up, he would always say, preach what's alive in your spirit. What's alive in your spirit. And so a lot, of times, you, you, a lot of times people will get up and preach and teach just out of, uh, you know, schedule. This is what we're going to do. Instead of preaching from what's living. <laughs> preach from what's living. Because when you preach from what's living, you're preaching that that is spirit and is life. Doesn't matter whether or not it fits the program. <laughs> is it spirit <laughs> and is it life? You see, the reason we're doing this in August is not because I want to, but because when I was teaching last time, something hit me in here that said, spend all August on faith. So now I know I'm in the flow of the spirit. So what is spoken will give spirit and life to the hearer if they have capacity to hear. Now, you know anything that Jesus said was spirit and life. Jesus never had any boring messages. Jesus never taught. And it was dead and dry. 
When Jesus opened his mouth, it was alive and living because he was the word made flesh. But yet even Jesus says, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. So it doesn't matter how anointed the preacher, because it doesn't matter because this Bible is always anointed. So it doesn't matter how anointed the word, it matters whether or not I've cultivated my ear to hear. Hallelujah. Oh, let's turn over here to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, talking about faith coming by hearing and being fully persuaded. Proverbs chapter number 4, being fully persuaded about what you hear. Proverbs chapter 4 has been called the law of receiving. We're going to begin with verse number 20. The principle of receiving, how you receive anything. Spiritually speaking, it, it gives us spiritual laws that operate for every single person. And here in verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Hallelujah. For they are life <laughs> unto those that find them. <laughs> and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a forward mouth, perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right nor to the left and remove your foot from evil. Look at what he says here. Verse 20, he says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. So he gives us the disposition of the child of God. I'm always inclining my ear to God. Always. Look at the word attend to my words. You ever, you ever been in a conversation with someone and they said, you know, he tends to do this or that or the other? Or you may have said it about yourself, well, I tend to go to sleep around 10 o'clock or I tend to do this or I tend to do that. It's, it's a shortened version of attend. So when he's talking about attend, He's talking about giving attention to, and he's also talking about a particular bent, like you tend toward something. So in this particular instance, he's saying, my son, lean toward, give attention to, incline yourself toward what I say, for they are, and let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. So he's saying certain things that are spoken have to be found. Found speaks of revelation. Isn't that what a revelation is? Something's uncovered. You find something. See, he says, so when you're reading the word, when you're attending to the word of God or you're listening to someone minister the word of God, what becomes a life is when you find it. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit pulls the cover off of something. 
when he turns over a rock or a stone. You remember when you go looking for buried treasure and you turn over something and you find it underneath? That's, that's what the Word of God is like. Revelation is like someone finding treasure. And he says it's a life when you find it. It's a life when the cover's pulled off of it. It's a life when it's revealed to you. Once again, speaking to the fact that this hearing is not physical. It's your heart. It's your heart. Tonight, as you are listening to this message, if you have ears to hear, the Spirit of God wants to uncover something to you relevant to your situation and or circumstance or your life, period. And when that thing is uncovered, faith is automatic. It just comes with the revelation. It comes when the light's turned on. You don't have to ask for it. That's why I said it, you don't have to pray for faith. Faith comes by hearing. Just like Bartimaeus, he heard it, he acted. Woman with the issue of blood, she heard, she acted. They were convinced absolutely of what they had heard about Jesus, and they moved. Oh, and when they moved, the arm of the Lord was revealed because they believed the report. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For their life to those that find them, and look at this, health to all their flesh. You can meditate on God's word till it will, the, the, the effects of God's word in you being revealed in your spirit will move into affecting your physical body. He will quicken your mortal body. Your mortal body. The Bible says mortal. It lets you know we're not talking about some spiritual body. We're talking about the one you live in. The Word of God will make alive your mortal body. Didn't it make alive Sarah's mortal body? The Word did that. Faith in God's Word did that. She was dead. Womb was dry. Absolutely dry. And, and I'll tell you something else. Mary was a virgin. Now, I don't know. I'm not a lady. Dry or virgin, either one of them mean you're not having no children. <laughs> but the word that they believed affected the mortal body. So they both were able to conceive a promised child. My God. And so much of the time, we, we misunderstand Faith in its power to bring God's ability on, to bring God's ability to bear on your life situation. But you got to hear it. You got to hear it. You, the, the, old, the old preachers used to say, you got to let the word make that 18 inch drop. That's what it, they used to say, from your head into your heart. It's got to be conceived within the heart. Let me, let me show you one other verse of scripture. Then I'm going to close it up for tonight. I feel the Lord leading me to, to finish this. Proverbs 20, 27. Being fully persuaded. Being persuaded of what I've heard. <laughs> How many of you heard some things? 
<laughs> You've heard some things. Oh, my God. Proverbs 20 and 27 says, get this verse of Scripture. Keep it close to you. Meditate on this. I encourage you to do this after service for the rest of this week. Meditate in this verse of Scripture until it becomes just a part of your inner consciousness. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, you remember in the New Testament when Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. So many times in Scripture when we look there and we see belly, we're talking about the inner man. We're talking about the inward man, internal. So when he says here, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, oh, searching all the inward parts of the belly, your spirit, your heart is the Lord's candle. He will lead you, speak to you, illuminate you in your heart. Whew. So when I'm reading Studying, meditating on the Word of God. What I am doing that for is to arrive at a place where the light of the Word goes off in my heart. And everybody, if you've been, if you're spirit filled and you've heard the Word, you everybody knows this experience. Everybody's had it. Everybody's had it. Well, the Word becomes alive, right? And so. Your spirit man is his candle, not your intellect, not your reasoning, not your mind, not your feelings, not your body, not your goosebumps. No, your spirit man is the candle of the Lord. So when God speaks to you, he's going to speak to you in your heart. And when you hear his voice in your heart, when you conceive his word, something you read in the word in your heart, that is walking by faith faith. When you step out on that, now we're stepping out in faith. Now we're walking by faith. I have been a member in this church since I was 17 years of age, 18. Started out preaching when I was 17, 18 at my home church, came down here, started being amongst the family here when we were small and over on Jones Street and we were just little and getting started and everybody, my brother was preaching up a storm, had a corded mic back then. I, I used to get tickled because he'd walk with that mic like it was cordless <laughs> and he'd just grab that thing and keep going with it, you know. And so we, I, I remember I've been there all this time, served in the ministry, grown up here, everybody knows me, never one time in my life have I desired, and this is before my Lord and Savior, to pastor. Didn't, didn't desire it. But I heard something. I heard him. And he spoke to my heart. And it got so big in me, I had to go to my brother and I had to talk to him. I said, bro, you're going to have to help me with this. <laughs> because it's in me so big, I got to talk to you about it. I, I just got to mention it to you. Well, when I talk to him, he's in the same position. He's hearing the same thing. Then he's calling others who are, are overseers and are, are, are very important people to this ministry who are, are tremendous, like Mother Nash and all them. They're hearing similar things. So I'm like, well, amen. <laughs> okay. But I'm acting. I'm saying all that to say I'm here 
because I've heard. I'm not here because I'm planned it. I'm not here because I necessarily desired or wanted it. I'm here because I heard it. So now I have confidence that I'm in God's flow for my life because I'm not up here off of ambition. I'm up here off of a rhema. He said it. And so when we learn to live, not out of reasoning, not out of ambition, not out of pride, not out of all of those things, but when we learn to live by what proceeds out of the mouth of God, Oh, this is when you start living in victory. This is when you start walking in victory and power in your life. Once again, it's not just hearing with these. We know every Sunday people all over the world hear with these. People hear with these, go back out and do whatever they want to do. (laughs) Do whatever they want to do. But when you sit here and you open up this ear in your heart, and you allow the word of God to be heard in your heart, and you step out and act upon that word, the arm of the Lord will be revealed. Hallelujah. So faith cometh by hearing. Once again, to reiterate this, because you need to, you need to get this in your spirit. Hearing is twofold. First, it is audible. But secondly, it is spiritual. It is the light of understanding that shines in your heart that makes the promise of God real to you. Just like blind Bartimaeus, just like the woman with the issue of blood, they had heard that Jesus of Nazareth was a healer. Blind Bartimaeus specifically, this is a man who had never seen anything. He had never seen a single miracle. But he had heard evidently that Jesus was a healer. And he allowed what he heard to become so real to him. He was so convinced he was willing to act on what he heard. So now when the Bible tells us we walk by faith and not by sight, I want you to think of Bartimaeus. I want you to think of Bartimaeus. Because here's a Bible character who had no sight, just like you. You're not, you, you don't walk by the flesh. You don't walk by the senses. And here this man was. He had no sight whatsoever, but he believed what he heard. And if you can be convinced of what you've heard. On Sunday, I, it came out of my mouth by the Spirit of God before I, I knew what I was saying. That with Bartimaeus, his ears gave him his sight. My God, my God. His hearing gave him his seeing. What will your hearing give you? What can your hearing give you? Oh, I'm going to say that again and again till you take it home with you. What? Will your hearing give you? Bartimaeus got his sight with his ears. You can get your needs met with your ears. You can get your body healed with your ears. You can walk in God's blessing by your ears. (sighs) He that hath an ear to hear, (laughs) let him hear. The child of God, who tends 
and inclines their ear to the word of God, that is the one that will see the arm of the Lord revealed. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you. We thank you tonight for every person present and every person under the sound of my voice. Watching by way of live stream in their homes. The healing power of God is present right now to heal. Somebody watching me, lower back pain, sciatica, back spasms, all forms of of lower back malfunctions and issues. Glory to God. The healing anointing of God goes out to you right now. Believe and receive it. Believe and receive it right now. (laughs) That pain that runs down your left leg, receive his healing power right now. That pinched nerve, that vertigo, that imbalance. Receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all pray with me for a moment. The Spirit of God is here to heal. If you're in here, here presently, whatever sickness, any issue in your body, believe you receive it right now. Right now. Receive it within your body right now. The healing power of God. Migraine headaches. Disappear in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we receive the word, the healing word of God that is health to all our flesh. All flesh. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We allow that healing power to flow right now to you. In Jesus' name, yeah. It even heals ADD, ADDHD. It will quicken the mind and the brain. Hallelujah. Receive it for your child, for your children. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you're a parent and you're watching this and your child is with you in your home, put your hands on your baby and receive this right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. He is a healer. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed in the scripture, he heals today. Hallelujah. He has borne your sickness. He's carried your disease. You've got to receive it. You've got to conceive it within your heart. And when you conceive it within your heart, it will be health to all your flesh. All your flesh. All your flesh. Hallelujah. Let that word, let it manifest itself. Let the word be made flesh in your physical body. Let him heal you. Let him heal you. You say, Pastor, I have to let Jesus heal me. Well, according to Scripture, there were times where he asked. He asked the man laying at the pool, will you be made whole? He asked blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? (laughs) 
Yes, sometimes you have to let him because sometimes it's, it's our lack of faith. Sometimes it's our reasoning. It blocks the healing power of God. You've got to conceive it within your heart. You've got to believe it in your heart. You receive it in your heart and it'll be health to your flesh. Hallelujah. And you got to carry that promise around like Mary. You got to carry it around like Sarah and Abraham. You got to carry his word around like it's reality to you. Hallelujah. You got to conceive the word of God. You know, that's why Peter called it seed. He called it incorruptible seed because you have to conceive it. You have to take it into your heart. You have to believe it. You have to receive it. It's not enough to just hear it. If you just hear it with your ears, it stays above ground. You remember Mark 4? <clears throat> Jesus is talking about the sowing of the seed of the Word of God. He says those that hear the Word, and, and they, it never gets in them. The sun comes up and scorches it. The birds of the air come down and eat it up because it was never planted. It stayed above ground. You can hear it with just your ear, but then you, can, you got to hear it in here. And sometimes you have to meditate on it a while. See, that's what meditation is for. You meditate on it until it takes root in you. And it becomes real to you. And whatever becomes real to you starts to become real to you. <laughs> It'll happen for you. And God will perform his word in your life. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the healing, anointing that is present. We thank you for it moving. We thank you for it being present in the households that are watching. In the households of many of our loved ones and our members, we thank you for that healing anointing being present in this house to confirm your word with signs following. We give your name all the praise and the glory for every healing, everything that is happening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's get ready to give tonight. Thank you for joining the podcast. If you were blessed and encouraged by what you heard, we invite you to share this message subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to visit ChristNations.com for all the latest messages and happenings with our ministry and engage with us on all our social media platforms on Facebook at CNCTXK and on YouTube at Christ Nations Church. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, one word from God can change your life forever.